Hello everyone. Welcome to the Downtown Music Collective. I'm your host Phil Gamage and today I'll be reviewing and discussing some music and some films. All of the opinions expressed on this show are 100% mine. And I curate all the artists I present. I do this in hopes that they will intrigue you and that you'll explore their work further. Let's get started. The New, Charlie Crockett's latest album, Music City USA, released 2021 on Son of Davy Records. This is Crockett's ninth album since 2015, 16 songs recorded at Soil of the South Productions in Valdosta, Georgia. The producer was Mark Neal, who has also worked with the Black Keys, and I believe Crockett is based out of Nashville. This is a mature and accomplished collection of songs with stripped down production. Perhaps a little too stripped down for my taste on occasion. I would have liked to have heard some background vocals here and there. While it is primarily a country music album, I like how Charlie has mixed in some blues, soul, and Cajun into his music. This album is authentic, it's heartfelt, and it has just enough of that retro vibe to reel me back in. Standout tracks. I Need Your Love. The very bluesy This Foolish Game. Hanger On. And his cover of the 1960's country hit Skip a Rope. An unusual choice by Crockett, but it works really well. He does a great job with that song. By the way, Here's a fun comparison I found of the Crockett album's cover design to an old Waylon Jennings album. Interesting, right? The Old Sea of Tears from Island Jewel, released in 2009 on Signature Sound Recordings. Island is based out of Boise, Idaho. She's released seven albums to date. Is she folk? Is she country? Is she Americana? Well, I think she's all of those things. She is a genre-bending artist who takes all those elements and more and turns it into her own style, her own thing. One thing that really impressed me about this album is the musicianship of the band. Do I know who any of these players are? No. Perhaps they're from Boise, Idaho. But they give a fantastic performance. I love the production on the album. I also love in particular the guitar work from Mr. Jerry Miller. Jerry, if you're out there, great job on this album. There are a couple that really stand out to me. The opening track, Rain Roll In, and the very intriguing tune, I'm Gonna Dress in Black, which is a cover. I was unable to find out who wrote it. It was recorded by the Irish rock group Them in 1965. You can find a version online if you want to hear it. It sounds like a song Leadbelly would have written in the 20s or 30s. 
very intriguing song. Other albums of Jules are great, but this is my favorite, and that's why I keep coming back to it. And now, The Forgotten. Fire of Love from The Gun Club, released in 1981 on Ruby Records, produced by Chris D. Here's a pop quiz for you. How many musicians in history have single-handedly created a new genre of music? Any answers? Well, I know of one for sure. That's Jeffrey Lee Pierce, band leader, songwriter, and visionary of the Gun Club. The genre is called punk blues, and no one has played it as well since Pierce did on the first couple of Gun Club albums in the early 80s. When Fire of Love was released, no music sounded anything like it. Other punk bands had incorporated traditional American music genres like country with cowpunk and rockabilly with psychobilly into their sound, but no one had taken traditional Delta Blues and twisted it all around like Pierce did with the Gun Club. This was his vision and was, in my opinion, incredibly original. What are some things I like about this album? Great original songs written by Pierce. Songs like Sex Beat and Jack on Fire. Great Delta Blues covers performed in a really original way. Songs like Preaching the Blues from Sun House and Cool Drink of Water. I like the tasteful use of reverb in the mix. Uh, there are times where the songs come really low dynamically and they add a really nice little reverb to Jeffrey's voice or the slide guitar kind of gives it this creepy vibe. Uh, at the time most punk or post-punk bands were playing loud and fast. These guys really played around with the song's dynamics, gave it a lot more drama. And overall, I like the live feel of the recording captured in the studio. Uh, the band's energy is very organic. On a couple of occasions, you can hear Jeffrey giving them instructions to bring it down or do this or that. However, there are some serious problems with the bass guitar on this album. Either it was recorded poorly or in the initial mastering it wasn't handled well. You can hear it in the mix, but there's no definition. There's this low wind, but you never really hear the bass guitar by itself. It's so muddled with everything else. It's a flaw. It's not a fatal blow to the album's greatness, but I sure wish they had handled that differently. Standout tracks. For the Love of Ivy, She's Like Heroin to Me, Black Train, Preaching the Blues, love the dynamics on that song. This is just a standout alternative rock album from the early 80s from a West Coast band that was doing something tremendously innovative and original. The Gun Club had numerous lineups before they recorded this album and after. Uh, the musicians on this album recorded one more record. The Chris Stein produced Miami, 
which many favor over Fire of Love. After that, there would be five more albums before Pierce passed away in the mid-90s. All those other albums are interesting, but none that I care for more than Fire of Love. And lastly, I also want to recommend to you Pierce's solo album, Ramblin' Jeffrey Lee. Let's talk some cinema. Let's talk some movies. Let's talk some films. The United States versus Billie Holiday. Released 2021 on Hulu. You can watch it there streaming now. It's based on the book Chasing the Scream, The First and Last Days of the War on Drugs by Johan Hare. The film was directed by Lee Daniels. This is a biographical film about American jazz singer Billie Holiday's struggles with drug addiction and the U.S. government in the 1940s and 50s. It stars Andre Day as Holiday. I feel she did a fine job in a difficult role. Uh, the movie drags a little in the middle, but overall I feel it is a winner. Holiday's narcotic usage, her legal problems, and her love affairs with both men and women are all part of this movie's story. In particular, her drug arrests and the government led by FBI agent Harry Anslinger's attempt to censor her from singing Strange Fruit, her controversial song about racism, a classic from the American songbook. Uh, it picks up in the late 40s, maybe about 1947, and then covers the period up until her death in 1959. What are some things I liked about the film? I like how the characters all have a raw edge to them. They are not portrayed in any kind of glamorized Hollywood-esque way, and neither is the world they live in. They are not necessarily attractive or sympathetic, yet they captivate your interest. I like the music. A lot. I'm a huge fan of Billie Holiday's music. I enjoyed Andre Day's performance. I thought she was extremely solid and really carried the film. I enjoyed the set designs. I thought they were fantastic. It has a great gritty and grungy retro feel to it. Again, nothing is glamorized. Now, a little about the real Billie Holiday. She was an outspoken and fairly high-profile black female blues singer with an unfortunate narcotics addiction. The government and certain parts of society had major problems with that and they found ways to continually attack her and attempt to bring her career down. No one could ever deny her great talent, but she was no Doris Day and she was constantly in battles with the government and the entertainment establishment. At one point, uh, New York City took away her cabaret license for some reason. She couldn't even perform in New York for a while. And finally, no review or discussion of any film about Billie Holiday would be complete without acknowledging the landmark 1972 film Lady Sings the Blues starring Diana Ross and Billy D. Williams. The film received five 
Academy Award nominations, including Ross for Best Actress. I'm going to take you out on a song. This is one I wrote called Arms of a Kind Woman. It's on my Used Man for Sale album.
another downtown music collective in the can. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.